Welcome to Kingdom Minded Podcast with Ray Munoz. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kingdom Minded Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's another week. It's another day. I am so glad that we are back together. So glad we're here with each other. Uh, I'm going to keep this really short. As you can tell by looking at the time on this episode, it is a lengthy one, but I will guarantee you it is not a boring, lengthy podcast. So I'm going to keep this super short so we can dive into the good stuff. Well, yeah, I would say the good stuff. This stuff is my stuff. It's not as good. The other stuff is really good. Um, but let's kind of go over, um, what's been going on this last week. Uh, still, uh, running, um, Modified services, you know, going on with that. Uh, no bus ministry as of right now. Uh, no children's ministry still. Uh, we're still doing online kids church, um, and it's been going well. So can't complain about that. It's just, you know, different. Uh, still missing everybody. Uh, I did check in on a lot of my elders this week to see how they were going doing for my bus route, and everything's good. So everybody's doing great. Um, they're checking on the online services and stuff like that. So. Um, so this last week I, um, we, I was, I had the privilege, I would say, um, of being able to join brother Eric Williams. Uh, You may have noticed him from a few episodes or a couple episodes that we had over there in Union City, uh, Tennessee. Um, they invited me over online, (laughs) I should say, to, uh, be able to minister to their China ministry that they do, uh, online Sunday school with their, um, group of children and adults that they have from China. And so what a privilege it was. I'll tell you what, it was just a phenomenal time, uh, being able to see all of these people that I have heard so many stories about being able to get to meet them. Um, and you know, just, it was just a wonderful time. Um, so that was incredible. Did, a did it on zoom and, um, I got to use a background and stuff like that. I had to on uh, my time. So at their time, it was 8 a.m. in the morning over in China. It was nighttime. Um, so very just time zones were everywhere. Um, and it was six o'clock our time. So I had to get up really early uh, on Sunday, uh, but it was totally worth it. Uh, just did it from my house and just set a background on Zoom. Uh, didn't have to worry about, you know, all of my house kind of being the background and made it a little bit more special. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, inviting me to come out and uh being able to teach you know um and just spread the word of god and you know so they had um actually 15 in that zoom call that day so i believe normally they have about 12 so they had somewhere around 15 so praise praise god for what he's doing in china and with the folks over there in union city tennessee um you guys are definitely uh soul winners and so I'm just excited to see what's going on in the kingdom of God. Um, so that's kind of just the weekend. Uh, we had graduation service at our church. And so uh, noticed that uh, Sunday attendance has been picking up. So that's really good to see, um, you know, but just we're moving forward. We're having church. And so everything's kind of just been going great, um, you know, as much as it could be. But, you know, God's still getting the glory out of everything. So, like I said, guys, I'm going to keep this really short. Um, We are still continuing Love Thy Neighbor. 
Um, I'm excited for the next couple episodes that are coming out. Um, today's episode is uh, no exception. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic episode, so um, it's going to be great. Uh, but let's pray before we go. But like I said, this is something we want to keep our hearts open and our minds open to. So, God, we thank you for this time together, and I pray for everybody that's listening to this today. I pray for those of us that are new, those that are returning. God, that you would open our hearts up to what is being said today, that we would have your eyes in this whole situation. We would have your eyes and your heart during this time, God. Let us see the world that you, the way that you see it, God. And help me, God, be the change in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, so without further ado, here we go. All right, everybody. So I am here today with some good friends of mine, uh, Helen and Renee. Go ahead and say hi. Hello there. Hey, what's going on, guys? And how, uh, so Helen and Renee here are good friends of us here at Hope Center. They've been attending our church. How long have we guys been attending? Three years. Three years? Yeah. So, cool. Go ahead and pull it up to the mic. Yeah, there okay, we go. For sure. That way, all right. <laughs> Get the get the nervousness out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna sit here and talk, and you just have to hand the microphone off. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, uh, been good friends. Is it three years? Yeah, about three years. Three years, man. Yeah. Time's flying. I know, right? Um, I I remember the first time that uh Helen walked up to us and she walked up to me and then she goes, so I hear you guys like ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys were the foodies of Hope Center. <laughs> That's where my passions lie. So <laughs> I hope we have not led you astray. No, you have not. We no, have, we definitely have had, not. We have had plenty of uh food ex- escapades. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. From um, shabu shabu to ramen to, to tacos, tacos, sushi, sushi. Well, we have no, not actually, been. We no. found that out last night. That's the one thing that, that we have collectively right. not have together is sushi. Right. So that's that should be our next outing for yes, sure. Yes, it should be. There's a there's a good place in. Well, it's not good by your house. Let's rephrase this. <laughs> Oishi, which is by your house or your old house. I'm sorry, your old house. You guys moved, but there's a sushi place by your old house, and there's another one in Riverside. That one's way better. Yeah, the one in Riverside is pretty, pretty bomb. Been there once or twice myself. Yeah. So we have not been to sushi. That is the only restaurant that we have yet to all have together. But you and Selena have been on your sushi dates. Right. And Selena tried to lie and say that (laughs) I don't like sushi. Which I just looked at her and I said, that's a lie. I rebuke it. And, um, you know, but it, it was pretty funny that she was just, we were talking. She said, I didn't like sushi. How dare you? <laughs> if you're listening to this, how dare you say I don't like sushi? <laughs> she just didn't want to include you. Bro. I know. She's like, oh, Ray doesn't like sushi. I love sushi. I just, I have to be in the mood for sushi. It's like Mexican food. I have to be in the mood for Mexican food. <laughs> There's just certain things I can eat all the time, and there's just certain things like I have to be in the mood for it. If not, then I don't want to eat it, you know. But I don't know. So apparently, I don't like it. <laughs> I despise sushi. <laughs> Get that raw fish out of my face. No, I love sushi. Um, so, how long have you guys been married? Since 2014. But Six years this year. Yeah, so six years this year, yeah. but we've been together since 2007. Yeah, 2007. So you guys have been together longer than you've been married. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, well, 
mean, not longer than you've been married, but it's longer <laughs> that you have been married. <laughs> You're adding the time served. <laughs> so that's awesome. You guys have two dogs, two two great dogs. Uh, yeah. No more turtle. No, you still have the turtle. We still we have the turtle. Okay, you guys. They have a they have a farm at the house. Yeah. They do not have the lizard anymore. Lazarus has passed on. <laughs> yeah, and he's I not guess. coming back. <laughs> they they named their lizard Lazarus and uh, house sitting for them a few times. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to keep up with the with the farm going on. But I didn't kill anything. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, everything was intact when yeah. uh, we came back from vacation. So poor Lazarus has passed on. He's no longer with us. But it's okay. Those crickets were pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, they well, were. so I got spoiled with you guys, and people are probably wondering what on earth is this episode about. But we're just gonna Perfect. we're gonna roll with this. Um, I got spoiled with you guys because you have the little adapter that goes in and grabs the crickets, or you can put the crickets in and then drop them in. My nephew did, uh, had a lizard, and he wanted me to feed it. They didn't have that. Oh yeah, that adapter, that that little walk-in thing, mm-hmm. is a life changer. Because I think I was like so funny because i was using um just like the takeout chopsticks at first <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah testing your chopsticks sales and grabbing that would be <laughs> really Mr. tough yeah that'd be really tough <laughs> to get i have a hard time picking up grains of rice by themselves let alone <laughs> but it's all level <laughs> expert <laughs> um so yeah, they have the farm going on at the house. Um, guys recently just moved out closer to the church. How's that going? Amazing. It's way better being closer to the church. I mean, it's definitely something where the commute was something that uh, was a you know kind of an issue for us because we were you know way out, and then when things were going on, sometimes we'd have to miss out because of our work schedule and mm-hmm. being so far away. But living closer is better. Um, we like Calamesa. It's quiet. It's yeah. nice. It's kind of secluded, but it's really cool. We like it. You went from like a 30-minute drive, sometimes 40-minute yeah. with right. traffic, to, to the canyon, donkeys, to like 15 minutes. Yes. Not even. Not even. I mean, 15 minutes when it's when on it's a traffic. bad day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when so there's like an accident on the yeah. freeway or something like that, and it's right off the freeway. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty close. It's not bad. So that's awesome. Um. So yeah, if you guys haven't t- can haven't tell can't tell that we are pretty close friends here we <laughs> like to talk about random things right. but um so uh it's pretty awesome just kind of how our friendship has grown and came about just you know helen was the bold one out of all of us i think out of all of us she's she's probably the boldest and then selena would be second runner up <laughs> me and renee would probably sit back and we're just along for the ride <laughs> sit back yeah we just sit back and kind of let them take charge yeah. and like yeah, yeah they can go talk to talk to the new people right. <laughs> but um no it's just it's been awesome that we've been friends for this long and that we've been growing together i, I think that's probably the best part about this yeah, is we have sure. all been growing together um, you don't have to hold it like a statue. You can just relax. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you guys should see it. Go. She's holding it like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> there's no camera. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this mic. She's holding it like it's a bomb. <laughs> I'm trying to pass it to right. Renee. Pass the hot wheels to Renee, but you won't oh take you it. You can just rest it on your lap or, or something. It doesn't have to be. There we go. There we go. How funny. I should have got the boom and you could have just walked right into it. Right. Um, so... <laughs> anyway, so we, you know, we've we've done a lot of great things together. We've just hung out and just experienced life and just had fun. Um, but I wanted you guys here, uh, especially today, because I think that this is a 
perfect opportunity for you guys to voice your feelings towards the recent well, I wouldn't even say recent it's been longer than just this last couple weeks of um, protesting and yeah. things like that um, I think really a lot of this started the beginning of this year if not it has been before that which we'll talk about other it's incidents progressing. yeah it's it's all yeah definitely progressed um, gotten a lot worse so um we're we're here to obviously talk about racism and then racism that we have experienced even in the church and uh, let me go on the record as saying that hope center is our home and this is our our church and we love our church but there have been things that we have experienced and we're saying this not to bring down our church but to just say we are going through the same things that everybody else is going through it's not anything different i think in some and if your church does not experience this man your church is awesome and and, (laughs) you know we aspire to be just like you but you know unfortunately we're human right and we all make mistakes and so um so obviously let's kind of get a little backstory here because this is a podcast and people can't see each other so let's talk about obviously our ethnicities here because they're probably wondering i have no idea what's going on that's the beauty of podcasts i could (laughs) be you know could be anybody and nobody would be able to pick pick me out unless i had a, like a southern accent they'd be like oh he's from the south right um so renee's obviously your i am hispanic and italian a little bit of french so okay kind of mixed it's got a little united nations going yeah. on there <laughs> and helen i am taiwanese um i was actually born in taipei taiwan i moved over when i was three years old um, my first language growing up is actually mandarin um, and then my parents themselves speak uh, Mandarin, English, Cantonese, and Taiwanese. Man, your parents got the... Oh, yeah. They got the whole thing out, which put on the record that I am trying to get in with her parents. So that way, if I go up north, I have a place to crash. <laughs> That's right. And um, we have been planning this for the last couple of years. <laughs> right. <laughs> they live up in uh, San Jose, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where I grew up. So I grew yeah. up right um, in San Jose. Uh, it's right between Cupertino so basically, like five minutes from the ha- Apple headquarters, five mm-hmm. minutes from Silicon Valley, um, and the population up there is very Asian dominant. Mm-hmm. So it's you yeah. can yeah you don't really like need to know English. That's mm-hmm. um, in order to thrive out there because of how many like the Asian population. Mm-hmm. And I, me and Selena joke about this a lot, but I said, you know, God prepared us for our friendship because we are so, I, I don't know what the word is, not engulfed. It's more of like intrigued, an, intrigued and fascinated because of either our family members or our friends that we have currently. Um, like Selena has her boss is Filipino mm. and Japanese. And then I have family members that are Filipino. So, and the culture, the Asian culture itself is just, we love it. We love everything about it. We love just the way that things are ran, I guess, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, it's very similar to us. So we kind of like, in a way we kind of like, we feel welcomed. Right. And, and so when you, when you guys came, we're like, you know, you're like, you like ramen. We're like, uh, yeah, we love ramen. <laughs> nobody, we're like, nobody in this church loves ramen. Do you want to get ramen? Right. There, there was a common ground there that we were oh, yeah. like, oh, you know, but like, I was just joking around like God prepared us all these years, all these dumpling <laughs> right. houses, all those curry houses. Everything you went through led to that moment. Yeah. You know, like, you know, loving to go, you know, to experience, you know, 
different things. It, it, it prepared a way for for our friendship. Yeah. So right? we, we right, had a right, common right. ground. We were like, "Hey, we know about this." And you're like, "Oh, you know about this? What about this?" You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, "Shocker!" <laughs> <laughs> like we shop at 99 Ranch. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I love 99. <laughs> Let's go. You know, right. we'll spend like yeah. So, anyways. And that's why we're still friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we we speak the same language that's here. Right. <laughs> yeah. We all speak foodie. We speak the food language, which is I think is if uh, side note, if you do not understand the culture dive into their food that is the best way to do it yeah, that is uh, right. it is the that's the best introduction you'll get it is i have friends that are in that are in louisiana and they'll tell me about how they met people through a bible study and they started eating with them and they got to know them better through eating yeah than they would ever just going down and talking to them it's just i don't know there's something about food that is just a it connects you food connects you yeah mm-hmm. definitely and especially new foods right uh, yeah. you know we're all getting hungry. Mm. <laughs> so I'm pastors like, three days worth of fasting. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> um, so I, this is awesome. Like your parents obviously speak like seven different languages, which is great. Um, you know, Mandarin and then uh, you're saying Cantonese, which is, and then if you guys aren't familiar with Taiwan, it is a, um, it's an Island right mm. off the coast of china that uh china always is always threatening because they're a rebellious uh district right mm-hmm. at the same thing um so there is a lot of tension political tension between china and taiwan just mm-hmm. because taiwan views um views the government views them as independent while china views them as the re- rebellious province mm-hmm. so there's always been back and forth between china and taiwan yeah M- very much the same of what's going on right now yeah yeah and i think definitely especially right now it's definitely even tensions are even yeah. higher with everything that's happened right. with hong kong mm-hmm. and you know things are i don't want to say i don't want to speak anything into existence but they are trending the yeah. same for taiwan which is probably worrisome because you you have family yeah. and people yeah. that you worry about that you know and you know like you were telling us about how awesome taiwan is and we're like we're game let's go you know but there is that aspect of it and it's, it's hard to see because it's like that's home right you know in a way um so with all this kind of giving i just wanted that reason we brought this up is kind of give background so everybody kind of understands yeah, for sure. so you guys have been married i'm gonna totally mess this up because i'm bad at this uh, <laughs> nine years six, six years. years six years okay just see i told you yeah see there we go I, I, dyslexia um so six years of being married now obviously um two different cultures i yeah. mean mm-hmm. uh you know i i kind of lean a little bit more towards renee just because i have a little bit more experience there yeah. but <laughs> but like was it difficult when you guys first got married culturally oh yeah yeah definitely, definitely. there was a um because uh, uh, my parents well not really between us uh, per uh-huh. se i mean you know basic stuff but i mean you know like she's we'll probably elaborate here just you know really with her family being mm-hmm. really traditional and mm-hmm. you know just accepting anything that was outside of the culture I felt was one of our biggest challenges exactly like uh, my my dad actually didn't talk to me for two years when we because we did a courthouse marriage in 2014 um, backstory so I was going through my master's program and I was like there's no way 
in the world i'm planning a wedding and going for my master's at the same time mm -hmm. that's just lunacy <laughs> so i was like so we decided to do the courthouse marriage first so that way i can focus on my studies but um in 2014 my father actually didn't uh, i told my dad that we were planning on getting married and he was like no that's going to be the worst that's the worst mistake of your life like mm -hmm. and he actually d stopped talking to us or stopped talking to me for two years like the la the next time i actually spoke to my dad when he showed up at our like our big wedding in 2016. Mm -hmm. and which was a surprise to us because we didn't even know he was coming yeah, yeah we didn't even know he was coming he just like he just showed up he just showed up mm -hmm. um but then ever since then like he he loves renee like a son his mm -hmm. own son um in which was a complete like complete f flip complete change because it went from like no you're cut off like mm -hmm. no you're we're not gonna help you with anything else like you're 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 you don't exist yeah. to hey like i'm all right cool like you married renee now he's part of the family yeah which is totally exact opposite of tradition right right for for you it's like you know like when you, you get married it's like a big deal Mm -hmm. you know yeah. um it, it's like you know the fa it's a family thing um and so if, if you don't mind me asking the, the reasoning why he didn't talk to you was because you were marrying somebody who wasn't taiwanese yeah specifically mm -hmm. taiwanese yeah like his, my my parents ideal for me was that um i was going to be marrying um into a taiwanese family i was going mm -hmm. to be like you know like doctor lawyer i know i know like the stereotypes right the mm -hmm. the uh, doctor lawyer or the picket fence right with the kids playing piano violin and all mm -hmm. the instruments but that wasn't the ideal for me yeah. because i've always been not rebellious but i always been independent of that thought mm -hmm. because i wanted more for myself yeah if that makes sense um I mean, and then my parents were fine with like, okay, Helen's gonna do her own thing, right? Um, I moved down to Riverside to go to UCR <laughs> for mm -hmm. a reason. Yeah. Um, but then that the line was like, all right, you crossed the line when you you got your you're engaged to someone that's outside of our culture. Mm -hmm. That's where like, no, that that line was that door was shut. Yeah. And that must have been. I couldn't imagine devastating. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. couldn't even fathom. I could have an idea of what my heart would be feeling, but it wouldn't even do justice to what you probably were feeling. Um, but just being so hard to have that cut because of something. Well, I mean, we look at it as something so silly as race. Correct. You know, um, you know, like to me, uh, and like I, I don't understand it because just because of my upbringing right. to me is renee loved you right that's right. all that matters relate right. renee treated you well that's all that matters yeah. you know mm -hmm. like that that's how my eye views of it but like to have to go through that that probably was extremely hard and then what about you renee like what were you feeling like through all that time of kind of like that shunness like i don't know if you actually spoke to them at all or even met them like what was that like? Well, the the silly part is that, you know, we we had met before we decided to get married and um, we had actually visited them a few times. And, uh, you know, when I initially met her dad, as you can imagine, as soon as we get to the door, mm -hmm. 
he locks eyes with me and you know the intimidation is just ready he's got that like stern like he puffed his chest up, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was ready man. robert did that one i'm joking i'm joking, oh, wow. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm just imagining robert right now like no robert me and robert have always had robert's my father or my soon-to-be father-in-law uh, he's i don't think i've ever had a moment where i felt intimidated because he's always been just open arms yeah it's kind of hard to imagine robert being that, that i had guy, well, but. i i had Anyways, <laughs> I had teased my way into the family, so I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hang out for a little bit and then step out, hang out." So I wasn't a, I wasn't a new face. Sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was actually a little interested in that story. Oh, but we'll, yeah. we'll get that's a story yeah. for another time. Sorry right? for another. We'll get back to it maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm there, and then uh, you know, it, he was ready. He was ready to just really just shut it down, mm-hmm. and uh, I was ready for him. I you know I came in with with uh, with other plans, so. It took me all of about 30 seconds, and I made him laugh. Mm. And then he, I, I could just see that he was so disappointed in himself. <laughs> he like, was just like, I messed oh, up. man. I messed up big time. Uh, you know? He's like, probably like when you left, he's like, I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> Why was he so funny? Because <laughs> I could just imagine Renee's like quick wit joke. Just like, oh, yeah. Probably lift that really hard, huh? He's <laughs> like, oh, I laughed. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, you know, and then the – and. Through the visits, it, it was funny because um, the family would be all in the house, and him and I actually would be having conversations for hours. Mm. And that, you know, initial laughter turned into just we would have conversations to where he was like belly laughing, like mm. re- we really, really clicked, yeah. you know. But uh, when it came down to, you know, just thinking about it in his perspective of like tradition and mm-hmm. what was really about to happen when she said, I'm going to marry him. Yeah. The uh, changed. Yeah. You know, it was like this, this can't happen. And all of a sudden the pride kicked in and then it was something to where, you know, it, it was just not going to be accepted. So he, he kind of went back to his initial, yeah. you know, whatever his initial uh, feelings were. And I, and I think maybe I think from what I've kind of gotten perspective on some from some other people is that uh, people are okay with you being friends sure that that's not a that's not an issue for a lot of parents Mm -hmm. yeah um they have no problem with you being their friend you have no problem with you being the person that's always hanging around um even to the point where come over for thanksgiving kind of thing or you know um you know do that kind of stuff christmas let's do christmas yeah sure but once it gets to that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Um, I've, I've seen that it, it changes. Yeah. To it where changes. yeah, the di- dynamic is definitely changed once that mm-hmm. you're, you make that decision. Yeah. Right. And, and in your case, it bedded down to tradition and right. to what is in their mind. This is the way it has to be. And there is no other way. That's yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, because again, they're, my parents are super traditional. Um, and it comes back back to like honor and respect for the family because that's mm-hmm. where that entire tie, the ties come in, right? It's mm-hmm. very familiar. Like we're based on an incest- ancestral system, yeah. right? And that's their minds. It's well, someone um, like or someone from a different background, different culture will not get our customs, will not get our traditions, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why don't we just teach them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. It's not 
It's a wild idea, but it might work. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm like, yeah. ooh, something new. Yeah, like, you, oh, you can't learn something. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, poor Renee, you know. But, no, and I think that's really interesting. Like, for me, it's it's hard to understand. Right. But, sure. You know, but I, I, from hearing you, like, I, okay, I kind of, I'm not saying that I defend it, but I just, like, I understand, like, there has been, there's, it's an ancestral thing. It's like right. my parents did this and your grandparents did this and your great grandparents did just this. The way it is. There was no other way other than this way. Right. And it kind of seems almost in a way biblical. <laughs> you know, like if you look at <laughs> yeah. when Jesus came, he rocked the boat yeah. of everything that happened before. Sure. It's right. like, oh, well, you're not supposed to do this. Well, Jesus is like, well, I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looked at him and said, I am, <laughs> you know, like, right, exactly. um, that's kind of like, it's kind of interesting, but so obviously Renee, you thought, man, this is like, I got it in, I'm shooting, I got him to laugh. But as soon as you pulled out that marriage card, it was like, shut down, lock it up, close up the thing. And, um, obviously I don't know how it happened. Did he tell you or did he tell you how did the, how did that come about? Like the no. I guess in a way. Well, I, he, I mean, Helen is the one that, that talked to him about it. I mean, he had, you know, through all the conversations we had, he, he pulled me aside and, you know, gave me the lecture like, mm -hmm. okay, if this is your plan, here's my plan for you. Like, here's my plan for your life. Mm -hmm. If you're even thinking about this, here's how it's going to go down. Right. Yeah. He gave me the blueprint of like, okay, if this is even going to be a possibility, this is what you need to do. So I had like, you know, the five year plan for my life mm. <laughs> laid out by dad, yeah. you know? So, I mean that, that happened, you know, so thinking, was it even in a way like thinking like you're going to be like, dude, this is way too much. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, that's kind of what my, yeah, my perspective I, I, is on it. Like he gave you, okay, here's your five year plan. Yeah. Um, you got to do this. And he's like, and you're probably, he's probably like, Oh yeah, he's going to dip out. Yeah. This right. Like, too much. No, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that was on his mind at some point. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was different. I mean, I expected something on that along those lines because, you know, I didn't expect it just to be smooth because obviously, you know, we had a, uh, we talked about it and that kind of stuff before I even met them. And then, you know, the reason we were together so long before we actually got married was because we knew that was going to be an issue. Like mm. if it hadn't been for that, we would have gotten married a lot sooner, mm -hmm. but that was the biggest barrier. Like, you know, when she had to tell them that it was going to happen, you know, she already knew regardless of what had been said before, she knew that, you know, their beliefs were set in stone and that there wasn't going to be much that either her or I could do to change what was inevitable. And, you know, going to happen in that situation so mm -hmm. you know i mean and she can probably tell you how it went down and she can elaborate a little bit more about how the situation went um yeah so i remember calling my dad and telling him like hey we're engaged and you know we're gonna just do and telling him our plans right we're, like we're doing a small courthouse wedding with just family and then like two years later we're gonna do the big wedding and then he there was like this awkward silence because I know that he was trying to like get his emotions together and get his words under control. And he was mm -hmm. like, I really need you to think about this. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, I already said yes. So there's really nothing mm -hmm. to be yeah. nothing to think about. 
And I just remember the day, like, they declined um, to come down for our courthouse wedding. Um, and then the day before, he sent me an, e- an email just telling me, like, hey, you're making the worst mistake of your life. Like, mm-hmm. don't go through. Like, I was like, well, that's just lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and don't get me wrong. Like, everything's patched up, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is just our experience yeah we'll we'll get to that yeah i want i I definitely want to get to that part but um and then so that was i remember going to renee and crying because i was like i can't believe my dad just said that to me Mm -hmm. oh yeah and that's and it's tough because it's somebody that you love somebody you know it's not a it's not like you said hey we're we're dating for three months and I want to marry this man. You know, that's, that's guidance at that point, but it, it wasn't, you guys dated so long and you thought of all the options and said, there is no other way. Right. I know that I love this person. There is no other way I want to do this other than being with them. Yeah. And going into it, like we already knew that like, this was a, this is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But at that point I was all like, if you're making me, if my parents are making me choose between, them my family or renee and i'm like and hands down always the choice is going to be renee mm-hmm. like this is the man i'm spending li- my life with mm-hmm. you know so yeah and so that was just your decision you said hey this is who i'm to be with and like you said you saw it no other way right other than that and so now we're at this point of you've been married and you haven't spoke to your father or um, I don't know if you spoke to your mother at that time either, but um. Um, my mom was like sort of just caught in between. So my mom mm-hmm. and I always spoke when she like had me updated on everything going on. Um, but my dad just refused to see me, refused to talk to me. I was up in North. I was uh, staying at my aunt and my uncle's house and. And um, my dad refused to come see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I'm like, it's just no. It's just tough, you know. Just being, you know. Like I said, I couldn't, I could never imagine what that feeling is like and reliving. And I'm I'm sorry that we're having to do this right now, but just listen, you guys listen, there is a light at the end of this tunnel, which is the (laughs) great thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, how can someone that you love so much? Mm Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, shut you out in a way. And it's just it's you know tough and that's the thing i think that people that are either maybe you're listening to this and you have feelings towards your kids being with somebody that you don't see fit and it's for not any of the right reasons to see because trust me parental guidance is a huge thing because you know we want our parents to approve of the person that we choose that we love and if all of the cards are lining up except for the ones that should not matter that's that's a extremely hard thing for someone to have to go through because it's like renee loves you 
Renee treats you well. Renee is everything that you want as far as in a person to be with. You know, they're, they're lining up in all the right ways. Yeah. And to have, you know, your parents that love you unconditionally because we all know how our parents are. They do. They they have given up so much for us already. And it's like this one point in life. It's like, shut it. That's it. I want nothing to do with you. That's that's a hard thing to go through. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, and for me, it was just, it was tough seeing her have to go through that, you know, mm-hmm. being happy and one end that, you know, it was that we were finally going to be able to do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but her uncle, um, which is basically like her dad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he's been there as close as a father for her most of her life. Um, he, when we got our courthouse uh, date and everything together, they agreed to come down and he came down and oh, wow. stepped in as a role of dad and uh, mm-hmm. accepted me into the family on behalf of the family. Yeah. Um, because we had met and he, you know, to his credit, he's well-cultured, her uncle, Uncle Sean. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a well-cultured man. He's been all over the world. He got his degree in Germany. And I mean, he's, he's definitely somebody that's, you know, been through it, kind of probably has a different perspective than than her dad um yeah. a little more cultured um I, I wouldn't say less traditional but just you know had that influence yeah. right just you know really had the chance to be out there and kind of yeah. see those cultural differences and and, and do those kind of things that would open his eyes um f- and broaden his his perspective on the situation so he that was cool so that helped that yeah. definitely helped that helps kind of like smooth over the situation yeah. a little bit better you know and so I don't want to focus on this too much because it's, okay. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult. Um, but what was the thing that changed your dad? Like just obviously now it's, it's a completely different record here. Right. Um, yeah, m- my brother. Mm-hmm. Another said. Um, my brother actually talked to them was like, this is not right what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So he was like the voice of logic in that entire experience. And he was fighting his own battles at that time, too. Mm-hmm. So and we all know, like, I do this all the time for my sisters or, you know, my mom might be like so steadfast on what she feels is right. And she's like, no, 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 your sisters are wrong. Cause obviously I'm never wrong. So it was only <laughs> with them, but you know, like she might, she right. might see my sisters doing something. She's like, I don't agree with this. Right. I don't do agree with this. And, and I'm like, well, mom, you have to understand this, you know, like, and that's that voice that is speaking to us, you know, and it's saying, you know, maybe you're wrong. Right. And I think uh, everybody needs that person. And yours is Renee. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Selena is definitely <laughs> my person to say, hey, <laughs> you're wrong. And vice versa. Selena, you know, won't say that I ever do that because she doesn't need it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with yeah. you. I'm just messing. I know she's listening. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, that logic voice in our life that's going to say, you, you need to stop. Right. Yeah. And he finally had to step in and then be like, you're really going to miss out on your daughter's wedding because you can't put your your pride aside. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I knew that my mom was coming down, like she was traveling with my, I believe it was my uncle, my, uh, my uncle, my aunt. Mm-hmm. 
but then all of a sudden my dad showed up too and i'm i'm like lucky lucky i ordered his his, his uh, boutonniere because i was not about to so you did anyways yeah I, just because you were hoping correct whether or not you were going to be hurt or not you're like i'm going to have faith and just believe that there's something that's going to push them to go correct and wow that's pretty awesome that you like you know like i'm just going to do it anyways well that's just a type one in me just because yeah <laughs> i was like if i don't have it ready i'm going to be so upset yeah <laughs> <laughs> and renee's like dude i don't know <laughs> but yeah, i'm just but that's that's really awesome and in a way it's even beautiful because of just the history of your brother um just having that voice to your father and just speaking to him and i think that that's you know we think that oh that's just my parents they're never going to change that's not true you know my mom actually brought up something sunday we were we were going to grab lunch sunday after church and we were driving uh, we were just going to run through the drive through and go home and we were driving by the hospital and we were talking about the mayor the wedding and stuff like that and you know just talking about whatever me and my mom just talking about random stuff like we do and so she was like you know i thought something really was funny the other day and i said well what's that she goes like we grew up together and <laughs> i was like well, what do you mean <laughs> she goes well i had you when i was so young she goes i was 16 years old when i was pregnant with you and you just went through all the wrong things that I did and we just learned together, you know? And I think that that's like, we've grown up with our parents for so long. It's just like, that's who they are. They're not going to change. But like my mom put it into perspective. She goes, I learned a lot of things and she goes, I'm learning more things now that you're older and we talk and, you know, we have these conversations of, Hey, you know, maybe you're wrong or maybe you really need to pray about this. And, like the other day we were talking about something and I told my mom, well, maybe you need to really pray about this and see what God wants you to do because it's not about what you want to do. You right. have to seek what God wants you to do. And then, you know, like at, and I'm so glad that at this age, like I'm talking to my mom like that I would never in a million years think that I'd be giving spiritual guidance to my mom. <laughs> right. You know, it's the other way around that it's always been like my mom's always told me, you know, like you need to follow what God wants, you know? Um, but like, you know, that voice to your parents is there. You just need to utilize it. And so if your parents are are stuck in their ways of thinking, because it really just comes down to your mind, mm -hmm. you're not following what your heart is and, and it, you're not following what God wants. And that's, I think that it's a different story for obviously for you guys, because at that point you guys weren't really right. in church, yeah. right? you know, and your parents are, uh, they currently not I don't want to speak for them but they're my mom's Buddhist okay. so I was raised with mm -hmm. Buddhist beliefs yeah and so I'm assuming your father is too so they didn't have that spiritual mindset of well you know like us as Christians were like we'll pull out the good book <laughs> see what the good book says and you know then you know God's for no respecter of persons you know like yeah, you um but you know, like in their mindset, there was nothing wrong with that because that's what it was. But your brother was the voice of reason. And, and I even would even go further to say God used your brother to orchestrate where you guys are today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Know? Like before he passed, he was actually leaning towards like Christian belief, mm -hmm. which is what was like mind blowing 
Mm-hmm. Because when I like, finally like was able to process everything, I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's an, that was exciting for me." Yeah. So I always I always say it. Um, I always I always said that my brother was one of the reasons why I started believing God and believing Jesus. So. Yeah, yeah. Especially with your testimony, that you know, that all led to just the way God orchestrated all of that. Yeah. Um, but that's you know he he was the voice to your father and spoke to your dad oh, and yeah. said like <laughs> he didn't do it because I know he he wouldn't do this this was that'd be a death warrant but like <laughs> slapped your dad upside the head with with knowledge and said oh yeah hey uh-huh. you know you really need to think about this and he's like you're being disrespectful and <laughs> <laughs> I'm <much>. joking <laughs> that's just what happens whenever you correct your parents you're being disrespectful <laughs> yeah. oh, you'll, you see, you'll see that backhand real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're being disrespectful anytime you're right. <laughs> But, you know, um, but he was the voice of reason and he got your dad to to see. And like, what what was the conversation with your father after? Did you have a conversation about what had happened? We in typical like family mm-hmm. dynamics, we never really talk about the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just showed up and then. Everything was like supposed to be fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. I mean, but with me still being like BC before church, I'm mm. still being salty. I was like, no, you're not walking me down the aisle. I'm going to march down this aisle by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go, soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but that was just me being like super salty mm-hmm. still because I was like, oh, thank you that you're here. But, you know, you don't get this privilege. You don't get. Yeah. <laughs> You get the seat, but you don't get the. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You get the seat, but you don't get the right. Yeah, but that was me many years ago. Yeah, but that's you know, and even if you guys didn't, that's just sometimes it's even a cultural thing. I think Mexican people are just the same <laughs> way. We're just like, I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. I'm here. Just <laughs> yeah. let's be happy. Right. You know, um, but you know, but that's a lot that he showed up. It was definitely was. It could. It could even be a point to where he would have never showed up and who right. knows, sure. but, but that voice of reason from your brother was just there to set him, Hey, this is not right. Fix this. And that's the thing, like, especially with my family, we always have this thing whenever we're fighting. Um, cause we fight, I think we fight differently now. It's not backhands to the head <laughs> you know, kind of thing because we're adults, but yeah. you know, but like we fight, we, we don't, we disagree with each other. We, we get mad about the things that we do. But, um, at the end of the day, we even have this big conversation of, we always have this thing when we're fighting and arguing, we disagreeing. We always say at the end of the day, you're still family and that's not going to change. So fix it. Yeah. You know, right. you, that's your sister. That's your brother. Yeah. You don't, you can be mad at them all you want, but that's at the end of the day, that's who you, that's who you belong to in a family sense. And that's you're true. not getting rid of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, like it's moved on, it's, it's pushing on. And now you're saying that like, he's part of the family, you know? Yeah. It went from complete, like, Hey, we're, we're shunning you guys out. You guys don't exist to us to like every time he, you know, my, my dad and Renee hang out, they're like best buds. They're Mm -hmm. right. Um, when the Golden State Warriors were doing good you know <laughs> like renee was ta- like talking smack to them that like in basketball or just whatever was going on or they would have debates right and mm-hmm. then hearing my dad laugh was just i was like huh i'm like if you told me this was going 
if you told me that this was going to happen in 2014, that my my dad and my husband were going to be on the couch together, just belly like mm. belly laughing, I was like, you are outside of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, I will pay you a thousand dollars for that. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's so. What about your family, Renee? Like, what was it like with your family? Um, well, my family's really open because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm Mexican and Italian and French, so that kind of tells you that yeah. my family's pretty accepting. <laughs> I don't think they have a choice. Came from a different route. Yeah. You know, just kind of saw things a little differently. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I guess my family's really just open culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way around. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I have cousins that are um, half Asian, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of been that way. Yeah. Um, always, my grandma uh, was an Italian lady, um, and she welcomed everybody. Like, if mm-hmm. your family, like you're just you were automatically family. If you were, yeah, you know, if she accepted you and somebody cared about you, you were family. Yeah, and that's just how it was. To add to that, all my brother-in-laws are married to Asian girls too, well, and then we were two Pacific Islanders because yeah. they're Filipino, and then also Tongan. Oh, okay. So. Just yeah, so it's that's kind of our our theme, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> our family theme, yeah, you know, but you know, and that's that's just different family dynamics. That's just yeah. the the things that obviously you guys talked about before you got married. It's just like, hey this is going to be an issue on my side. Right. And Renee's probably like, this isn't going to be an issue on my side. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you know, kind of like we, me and Selena have talked about this. There's not much different culturally because we're both Mexican, you know, Yeah. but there are different dynamics in it. But like, you know, even, um, we were talking about this before, um, that past relationships were different you know, cultural dynamics and Mm -hmm. figuring those out and seeing how those work and what I did like, what I didn't like. And it's not wrong to dislike something for yourself, but you know, if my, my children wanted to get married to somebody of another culture or another race, as long as, you know, like those, those are the minor things that you sort out. Sure. You know, the big things are, do they love you? Do they take care of you? Do they live for God? You know, those are like, those those are like the deal. Those are the deal breakers okay. for me, for you, sure. know, you know, but like, you know, like we were saying, the other things, the the race, the culture thing, those, those really don't matter. You know, yeah. those are, those are just things you just learn, you sure. know, because obviously, you know, you had to learn, you had to learn what a quinceanera was and, <laughs> you know, and how that went about and. He had to learn about Lunar New Year and, right. you know, and he probably doesn't mind it. You know, <laughs> I don't see anybody that would mind Lunar New Year, <laughs> you know. Remember the candies? That you got yeah, you get the candies, you get envelopes. It's it's a great time. I, I love Lunar New Year, <laughs> right. you know, but like those are things that you just learn. It's not like, you know, it's it's another thing when you're I think I I think what I'm trying to say is parents should be more concerned about people right marrying people that don't live for god yeah because right. that's that's heaven or hell or that's 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 you pulling yourself away from god if you're if you're doing something like that right you know it's not like you know oh well she's taiwanese and i'm mexican oh i don't know if i'm gonna live for god after this <laughs> <Right>. no <laughs> you know if anything you are a powerhouse now because you can 
you can roll up to a quinceanera and, and witness to somebody and you can roll up to lunar new year and witness to somebody and it's it's a greater reach exactly right. yeah. and then it's also too it, it's helped us just because even be more diverse you know to your point mm-hmm. right um and like there if anyone's like hey, oh should we go talk to them i'm not sure if they're going to be accepting i'm like well obviously we're accepting we're yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what i don't really like Besides mexicans <laughs> <laughs> helen's like you know i'm not really into mexican people <laughs> Renee's like, mm, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you're Taiwanese. <laughs> it's going to be a stretch for me, guys. <laughs> yeah. And, but that has helped us just, I guess, just approach more people, too. Mm-hmm. And just even um, telling our story, right? It's just people are like, wait, what? You went through. Um, some some of the people I told them, I'm like, when, I, when it first happened, I was like, yeah, this happened. They're like, wait, what did you say? That that's still that's happening still and i'm like yeah yeah that's that's still happening for, <laughs> yeah for some of us it's hard and even i think even after you've dating you're dating or married to somebody there still is the conversations that some family members can't get over yeah um that's the lingering things and mexicans we understand this a little too much oh, yeah. because <laughs> it's like you know there's just some of us that are just heart set in our ways and oh you know like or she's white or she's chinese or you know taiwanese or whatever or she's black you know it, it's an issue sure it's and it might not be said to your face but it's always said behind your back right um and those are things that you know we have to be the voice of reason in our families to say that's not right even yeah. if they weren't dating them that's not right you know, I've I've had conversations with uncles that are like, oh, you know, I would never let my kids date a black girl. I'm like, I have, you sure. know, it's no yeah. different from dating a Mexican girl, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, what like to them, it's just they're so set in their mindset that like, no, 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 no. You can hang out with them. You can, you know, but like, no, like you have to be the voice of reason. Say, no, that's not right. No. Yeah, you're right. You know, like love is love they they're going to love as long as they're you know, like i said living for god dick yeah care that's of you really what's and important love you and you know what else is there yeah that's the that's the building blocks of any good like relationship any good marriage mm-hmm. it's just that those definitely those three i mean we met obviously we met before um before church right um mm-hmm. but that's what i was those are my building blocks like okay he loves me he takes he protects me he provides for me for me mm-hmm. and we provide we t- we work as a team yeah yeah and that was that was our foundation mm-hmm. right and obvious like we're here in church so we're you know we're living for god together but that was a that was a us decision that was a team decision to mm-hmm. come to church right and renee was that kind of like subconsciously embedded in your mind of your structure oh yeah i mean this coming to church for me was i mean it was just inevitable i mean my brother jokes about this situation when i explain it to him because i tell him like uh well i told my wife that at some point you know we're i'm gonna be going back to church like you know and i Mm -hmm. I explained to her and i gave her background because um i got the holy ghost when i was 13 Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a different experience for me. I got it just 
you know, sporadically. We went to Louisiana, and my brother was living in Louisiana at the time, and he was going to this church that was, you know, it's one of the bigger churches out there, like 2,000 people there having mm-hmm. a conference. And, you know, my mom and I got the Holy Ghost, but we didn't even have a chance. The Spirit was falling. It just kind of <laughs> took us and just, you know. I like that analogy. We didn't even have a chance. We didn't that's, have a that's chance. That's the way we need to have churches. <laughs> yeah, we didn't I even mean, have a chance when they stepped you in the walk door. In the door. <laughs> it's just, there's no contest. You're just, that's it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and it, but it was different because, um, you know, at the time, I we when we came back, I didn't have a, a church per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother ended up moving back out here, and I was I was in church. Um, but you know, when I was younger, I'm a teenager. Uh, unfortunately, the church that I went to, there was no youth. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I was fellowshipping with guys that were like you know, 35 and up. Yeah. And you know, I think that was what where I really struggled when I was younger. But you know, it's it's one of those things where I always knew that I would come back. Um, so. You know, when we got to talking about it, I, I was no secret, you know, mm-hmm. from her. She knew that it was something that I felt strongly about. So, but my brother would always say like, so what, what, what was the conversation like? Just, you know, like, oh, just uh, one day I'm going to pray back through and, you know, just, just, le- just letting you know, like, hey, by the way, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey, are you free tomorrow night? <laughs> you know I mean? We're going to church and I'm going to pray through. <laughs> So tonight's yeah, tonight. That's, you know? that's kind of where it was, you know. But, but I like, mean, she she was aware. Yeah, but like your structure of family and the way that a relationship works. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Like, ha- no, 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 no. Because that's good backstory. <laughs> I think that's really good backstory for people to understand that. Yeah. Um, th- please don't feel like it was a rabbit trail. It wasn't. <laughs> like, I think that was really good because it it got to points that I didn't have to try and point out. Okay. But like, um, but like that relationship of how a marriage works biblically. Sure. Was already put in your Yeah. In your heart. Definitely. I mean, and I kinda feel like that's our relationship was already, you know, from the fundamentals of what I know where was you know, it was And that and even the way that cultural quote unquote, I guess I would say, because there is a church culture. Sure. Right. That culture was different to her because it's like I'm an independent woman, I ain't gotta listen to you, you know, but like <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, cause she's rebelling against her culture, which yeah. her culture is very submissive in a way. And she's like, Oh no, 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 I ain't doing none of that. You know? Yeah. And, but you're like, well, this is what I know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely that element to it for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, in deep down, you know, there's always that, like, you know, I was glad that I got it at a young age cause it did give me fundamentals and things that, you know, my, thought process and my actions were always um i would say the foundation was always there mm-hmm. like you said the structure was always in my mind so yeah that's definitely something that i believed in and you know she she you know she was she was pretty open to a lot of things i mean she's she's somebody that's more open-minded in regards to like uh she, my wife is very logical mm-hmm. if you can explain to her the logic in a situation you know, it'll. You know, if you can't, it's another story. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> next time we're trying to pick out a restaurant, I'm gonna have the logic broken down. <laughs> I, just, I just pointed that one. Over yeah. There. Yeah, or even um, before we went back, right? I remember this when we were just driving down the freeway, and I saw like a billboard for our church, right? And then I was like, "Babe, why don't we go check out that church?" And uh, and then he just was 
just or he was quiet and then I could tell he was like thinking about it and then probably like what a month and a half later um he reached out to his brother and was like hey can you find us a church out here and that's how we ended up at Hope Center wow yeah and it's just that's incredible just that little path that's like because Renee's like probably thinking and I'm just kind of picking at it. He's probably driving going, yeah, we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's like, I'm going to hit my brother up and see where yeah, there's I'm a like, church. Not at. that church. Yeah. You know, they're, they're almost there. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll go to a church, but not that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he, in his heart, he knew that it, he goes, I would not be in the right place if it wasn't in an apostolic church. Right. And that's, but he didn't tell you that because to you, it was just like, oh, it's just a church. I am like, it's just a church. I'm like, I didn't know there's yeah. a difference between Baptist, like, yeah. you know, like, they have a cross. Let's yeah. go. I'm like, woo, yay. <laughs> so that's a hospital. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, but um, no, and I think that's that's beautiful that just the way that it is planned out. You know, God has stepped in in every single step of the way. And you guys have obviously faced your fair share of resistance and and uncertainties and different things in your relationship but god has brought you out and made you even stronger than what you were six years ago not nine years ago and um (laughs) you know but you know now in this time that we're living in there there is racial tension everywhere Mm -hmm. and it may i would say at the moment may not be as rampant or hard pressed as it was a couple months ago and i guess w- what i'm trying to bring up is the cold covid 19 situation right. um that was kind of the main topic i wanted to do but god took it another way and i'm <laughs> glad he did and i think i think it's important that we're not saying that the direction we went in we prayed before this right. and we've, i've been praying before this whole thing because i really want to make sure that we're running the right direction that's right um but you know, I did want to touch on the whole COVID situation. And when this is whole thing has kind of came about, there was a huge, and I, I am not exaggerating that there was a huge anti Asian sentiment going around. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you have reports of like a woman, woman in New York. Um, she, was walking out of her door of her house and she was, someone threw acid on her. Mm-hmm. And we're in the Bay Area, you know, in the Bay Area, which which is like the high school that I went to was 98% Asian, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have reports of Asian hate crimes in the Bay Area. And I was like, that to me was baffling because mm-hmm. I was like, that was, that was like Asian central, you know, yeah. that's, I used, I used to kid about that mm-hmm. all the time. Or even um, going to go grocery shopping. I think like we it was like one of our outings. We went to go grocery shopping, and I was getting anxiety attacks because people. I felt like people were staring at me, and I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, nope, not going grocery shopping right now because I was right. But yeah. it's, it was the same thing when it was like um, f- it was flipped scenarios because there was like anti um, Hispanic sentiment too. Yeah just like probably like a couple of even like six months nine months before that yeah. as well and yeah. then he was like getting like stared down the same thing yeah stare down so it was the same thing yeah and i mean i wouldn't even say six months i would say even five 
four, five to four sure. years ago, um, let's just the elephant in the room build the wall. Right. right. You know, when when we hear or when I hear, I, I don't want to speak for Renee, but when I hear that and I hear people in churches saying, yeah, build that wall, you know, send them back. I'm like, wow. you mean our Spanish ministry? Yeah. Right. You know, you yeah. mean um, the people that we fellowship every Sunday with? There are, you know, we're not going to lie. We have people that are not legal sure. citizens. Mm-hmm. And, but they have been in our churches. They have received the Holy Ghost. They have, you know, been baptized in Jesus' name. Right. And you're telling them to get out of here? Right. You're, you're saying build that wall, you know, and I have my views on immigration and I think that there is a lot of flaws in our system sure. and I think that there should be improvements on how to better that transition for yeah. people because there are people that are really fleeing from things and it's not just Mexico right. or oh, yeah. any Central American or South American country. There are people that are fleeing all sorts of things. There's people fleeing in in China and Taiwan and you know all these other countries in the Middle East they're they're fleeing things that are that are life or death right right you know just trying to survive you know and and you know you can argue this to your blue in the face but you know this is what this country is built on yeah. this country right. is built on people that wanted a better life yeah and to be honest with you Half of us shouldn't be here if we were going to go about that route. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Renee would probably only halfway be here. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be uh, a little bit more than halfway be here, you know. But, you know, if we really came down to this, this country was built on immigration. Right. Yeah. This country was built on the melting pot of society, of having so many different cultures in one. And that's what made it beautiful. Yeah. Well, even going back to piggybacking your thought about this this country was built on on upon people wanting better lives right the Mm -hmm. first um we had like the puritans coming from england because Mm -hmm. they were facing persecution their home like they were facing religious persecution yeah so how you know there are there's that already that elements of that in the country's founding fathers because of the where their um ancestors and their generations have brought them from so there is that, hey, we this is the country that where we want to have a better life. But where my question is, like, how is it different if I want, like, why can't everybody want a better life? Right. Mm-hmm. right. At what point did that not become an option? Yeah. And I, and I, and kind of like I said, I'm not going to go too deep into it, sure. but like, I think there is a correct way of doing it. But sometimes yeah. we don't understand how hard the correct way is. Right. You know, and there are laws and there are things that we need to follow, but we also have to understand that at some point there is some people that are just saying there is no other way I need to get out now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have countries um, in Central America that are ran by gangs and, you know, and there are taxes to pay to the gangs and there are all these other things that are involved you know and just saying i, I need to get out sure. mm-hmm. and if some of them if we even send them back they're done you know that's that's just the brutal truth of it and yeah. like i said there are there has to be a better way of doing this because 
this is the land of opportunity. Right. You know, sure. this is the land that we are blessed to be either born in or brought at a young age and you know nothing else of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but for someone who doesn't speak English and this is all new to them and they had to learn and assimilate to the culture of America, mm-hmm. it's difficult. Sure. You know, being made fun of for having an accent, being made fun of for for you know bringing the lunch that smelled quote unquote (laughs) you know like had to bring you know papas and and you know i don't know meat and chili or something (laughs) like that and all the kids are like nopales and they're like what on earth is this or you know bringing uh uh, you know i actually ate school lunch for six years Mm -hmm. renee and i were just talking about that yeah like the little because he's like oh i love that little pizza and then Uh like you got i'm like dude my (laughs) salad always got in the chocolate pudding and I would never touch it because of that, because I was uh. like, that's disgusting. <laughs> but I ate school lunch for six years because uh-huh. my dad didn't want me to be that kid with the smelly lunch. Mm. Right. And then so my parent, my mom finally decided in like seventh grade that she's like, OK, I'm going to give you a thermos. Like, you know, I'm like, so you can have a hot lunch. Mm-hmm. That made me so happy because I was like, if I see another pizza mm-hmm. or and then or um. I would always trade lasagna f- with this girl in my class mm-hmm. for her turkey and Brussels, or not Brussels sprouts, um, her turkey and sprouts in Swiss sandwich because uh-huh. I was like, ooh, <laughs> that was our <laughs> t- trade every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, but just because my p- my dad didn't want me to be that kid. Yeah. Right. And those are things that parents are thinking about because it's like, it's going to make it harder. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's, sure. and it's some way, like I even, um, Selena was telling me about this, about um, her grandparents and that like they speak Spanish, but they don't speak it out loud a lot because when they were in this city, Mm. um, if you spoke Spanish, you were looked down upon. And so the teachers would make them speak like you cannot speak that here. You need to stop. So they would stop speaking it. And I thought that was just like to me, I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Like my grandparents spoke it every day of their life. They spoke perfect English too, you know. Like my grandpa could, you know, chop it up with the guys at the barber shop or the liquor store down the street or yeah. the meat market, and you would never think he was out of place. Sure. But he went and talked to the guys that he was a baker for many years, and he was talking to the guys at the bakery, and you would think he was blue collar American, you know. But like, there was so much that they had to do then, and then. In a way, it's like we have to relive it now, you know, if we bring something to a potluck mm-hmm. and people are like, what on earth is this? <laughs> and and you laugh, but people will do it at Not the church, either. you know, like uh, we're pretty diverse here. But if you were to bring something, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. Chicken feet. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, you know, that's. Just chicken feet. Yeah. Just eat it, you know. But like, if you were to bring it, the people would probably be like, "What on earth?" They'd probably trip out about it. Oh yeah, you know. Home. But to you, it's like, it's like, what's wrong with chicken feet? Yeah, delicious. What's wrong with chicken feet, you know. <laughs> what's wrong with them? Like, yeah. you don't want it? Some? All right, cool. Yeah, you know, or like dim sum, or you know, like pork buns. You know, like yeah. Oh. You know. Now we, you're really making me. I know, I know. <laughs> or like, you know, we bring menudo. Right. You know, right. Menudo's like, oh, my goodness, you eat the cow stomach? Like, yeah, I eat the cow stomach. Right. It's the best part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, like, 
that's a that's a that's a cultural boundary that like oh, we're not crossing that you know yeah more even with me because i grew up i basically basically grew up in um san jose so mm-hmm. i look like i'm very i'm very well i am very americanized right mm-hmm. but i been with mandarin being my first language people assume i don't speak chinese yeah so even in the area like people were talking mess behind my in mandarin mm-hmm. behind my back or they think i don't understand and i just turned back to them on my imperfect perfect mandarin mm-hmm. and then they're like their jaws just drop and they're like i'm like yes I yeah <laughs> i heard what you said right. <laughs> but yeah. you have that right mm-hmm. and you have it's just like you both sides of the like the coin yeah you have you know you're facing like i've been told to go back to my country and i'm like or no no to spe- specifically go back to china mm-hmm. which which i rebutted i'm like i never been to china I i'm heard, not even from china i'm right. like i heard it's <laughs> nice to go to the spring i'll let you know yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but and then then you have people of my own descent of um, my own nationality thinking i'm so americanized i'm mm-hmm. like um, I'm like, this is an interesting Can't place to be. Either way, huh? <laughs> yeah, and it's the difficult balance of trying to prove your yourself on both ends. Right. right. Trying to say, well, I'm red-blooded American. I love hamburgers and hot dogs and, and fireworks and monster trucks and NASCAR. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. And the beach. Coca-Cola. The beach and Coca-Cola. Oh, man, you know, Coca-Cola, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, like you have to prove that end to something like, but like, we should not have to do that right. right and then on the other end you have to prove how down you are for the cause right and yeah. you like, know, like i can hey i can eat chicken feet with the best of them like yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> me and renee are having to prove that we're from la raza and you know like we're we're down with you know yeah. like hey my grandparents had the aztec painting in the house and we're cool you know <laughs> you know but like, like we have to you, we have to <laughs> prove that yeah you know and like i sure. i made it a, a point that I want, and in a way, it's it's kind of subconsciously me allowing this to happen. Um, but like, I made it a point to learn how to order food in Spanish. I I don't speak very fluent Spanish. Not like Renee can speak better Spanish than I can, a lot yeah. better. But my Spanish was bad because of the way that I was brought up. That my mom never pushed it on us right. because my mom didn't speak it because her mom never spoke it because it was frowned upon. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but my dad's parents spoke it fluently and they did both, you know, and I didn't want to learn it because I was like, oh, I don't need to learn this. And now I kick myself in the pants about it because I'm like, I wish I learned this so I could speak it so fluently, but I never did. So now it's like I order my food in Spanish when I go to certain restaurants Mm. because I don't want them to look down on me or I don't want them to think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like now I go and I order my my tacos and I tell them exactly what I want and what I don't want in Spanish. But if they ask me anything further than that (laughs) or I hope they have a credit card because I don't want to have to give them the wrong change because they said it really fast and I couldn't understand it, (laughs) you know, but like that is like that subconscious thing like, oh, I learned how to do it so they wouldn't look down on me when I go to the, the taco spot and I'm and I'm just there's this guy who's chopping it up really fast and I'm just barely hanging on to his words or I just nod my head and pray that he's going to give me the right thing, you know, but that's me not, not wanting to be outed in a way. 
I mean, and I can totally relate to that too because my situation when I grew up, I grew up in like a suburban neighborhood, and you know where the demographic was definitely shifted in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't speak Spanish because it was the same scenario where it was just frowned upon. Yeah, you know, it was like you just didn't. You know what I mean? It was like something where it it was it was definitely. Uh, I I don't I can't name one kid at my school that spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, and if they did speak it, they probably just didn't speak it out loud, like your scenario, like you're yeah. talking about. So I can completely relate to you on that. Growing yeah. up in the same kind of scenario, and it was hard even for me because I grew up in an all Spanish church. Oh wow. And you know how many times I, I would literally get upset. How many times I, you don't speak Spanish? <laughs> like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, and at that young age, I was so naive. And like now I'm like, I wish I would have just said, no, teach me, you right. know, or listen to my grandparents when they like, I can understand you. Mm-hmm. I just, if you speak real slow, you know, but like for me to have a full on conversation, it's really tough. Yeah. You know, but like, that's just kind of both ends of the coin of just like, you know, that's what it was like for most of us as, yeah. as far as growing up. Definitely. If you had both languages, you know, for uh, in a way, I kind of almost feel like it would be easier if you just only spe- spoke English. So then you never had to prove anything right? <laughs> or felt like you proved anything. Yeah. I mean, there's always that point in your life where you have to you're at a crossroad of am I going to prove to the people who speak Spanish that I am a Mexican right? or am I going to prove to my friends that only speak English that I'm American and I don't think it has to be that way. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be. It shouldn't, yeah. unfortunately. You know, and I think that that's on us to push the the mindset of no, I'm both. Right. Right. I speak really bad Spanish, but you bet your bottom dollar that I'll eat it up with all of you guys and and you know yeah. I I love Lotaria and I love. You know, uh, the song we sing when we play piñata, when we hit the piñata, you know, <laughs> dale, dale, dale. You know, like, I, like you know, yeah. like, although, like, my family doesn't do it as much, but when I go to parties and they're here, I'm, like, in the best one. Yeah, you know, let's let's do this. <laughs> hit, hit, hit this piñata, you know. But, like, there's, that's, that's what I want to push is that, you know, and that's what thing that me and Selena, you know, obviously talking about getting married and talking about how, we want our family to be structured is we want everything. We don't want to exclude anything. Sure. And we don't want to exclude anybody. Right. Right. You know, and, um, you know, when we go to your guys' house, we feel the same thing is that we'll chop it up about Garnes of it. And then we'll switch lanes and start talking about, you know, ramen. Ramen or, you know, Korean barbecue or whatever it is that we want to eat, you know, but like that's our common denominator. We're like, oh, just try this, try this. Or, you know, Helen taking you and Helen taking us to the jazz cat and experiencing hot pot together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is new. This is interesting. (laughs) We love it, you know, but like it started at home and it started with you two. And I think that. I think that a lot of people need to, you know, if you're stuck in your ways and always seeing things one way or one color, it's the world is built of a spectrum of all these different cultures. And there's not one right or one wrong. And we shouldn't be afraid or even stereotype 
one, you know, yeah, the you know, with that fear you had of going out because of what people are seeing doing on the news, or even I'm gonna even step take a step further and say it this what people in the church are posting right about calling it china virus and you know right. like it's them that did this it's like you don't you don't know that you don't know me you don't know what i am you know and that's that's the thing that i kind of talked about in the first episode of the series is that the things that we post and the things that we're blurting out um, especially when it comes down to races and cultures we mm -hmm. know nothing about. Right. I'm not speaking for the black community. I'm not speaking for the Chinese community. You know, I'm not speaking for the Asian community, even just to go even further, because it's not just Chinese. I know. Right. You know, right. if you were to say someone, oh, they're Chinese, but you're like, dude, I'm Korean or <laughs> right. like I'm Taiwanese or right. I'm Filipino or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. I'm, 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 you know, Laos. Vietnamese yeah or, you, you know, know there is not just it's like saying them. all Mexicans you're all Mexicans and it's like no it's like anybody that is Hispanic is Mexican yeah it's like oh you're from Mexico no like no they're from El Salvador right. it's a completely yeah. different, different place right. <laughs> you know or they're Puerto Rican it's a completely different culture yeah you know um we need to be careful sure because that could keep someone from wanting to be back at church yeah oh yeah and mm -hmm. i i don't know if you want to touch into that um yeah i mean definitely because like especially when covid19 hit right mm -hmm. and uh, um it hit china first right with yeah. uh, especially with the population density renee we were just talking about that that's mm -hmm. how quick it spread yeah those are those are human lives mm -hmm. those are humans those are people that died from this disease you know mm -hmm. And then for our country uh, to say, or like specifically for it to be labeled China virus, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like, or for people to say they did this to us. I'm like, people are, are we, like, just as people here are hurting because their family members are, are diagnosed and they're suffering pe overseas, people in China, people in even Italy, those are family members. That's someone's. Mm -hmm. You may not have <coughs> a direct contact with them yeah, or a direct <coughs> link to them, but that's somebody's family, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then it's like a little bit of empathy and a little bit of understanding, right? I mm -hmm. mean, like I see the post and I'm or I saw the post and I'm like, I, or I hear. And then, of course, I'm just like, I have to pray it through. I'm like, okay, let me just mm -hmm. stop because maybe they're not doing it with malicious intent maybe it's coming from the point of they don't are not seeing the bigger picture mm -hmm. to say yeah. and i just have to well you know because of me being human i'm just and me being I extremely sassy i'm just like mm -hmm. what the world is yeah right but i just had to stop myself in my tracks so i was like all right let me just take a step back and just Give them yeah. the like, give them benefit of doubt. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're taught that we need to be our brother sister's keeper, that we need to love one another. Mm -hmm. But if I'm gonna let this offend me, then that's gonna stun my growth. Right. 
why am I going to let that happen to me? Mm-hmm. I can c- only control me and my mindset yeah. and my beliefs. And that shows your character of as much as you've seen in the last few months of people saying this or that and this and and taking stabs at you in a way without them ever knowing you know because it doesn't have your face attached to it but when you see their post it has your face attached to oh it. Oh, yeah, right. definitely. You're just lumping everybody together in one scenario. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, well, I wasn't talking about you. You're different. Right. But I it's like, you see that, and it's like, no, that is me. Right. Right. I'm not different, you know. I I am, I identify with that, sure. you know. Yeah. It's like, um, when we went to um, Spain, me and Selena, I said, Selena, I said, I have been to Mexico multiple times. I said, I love the culture. I love what I feel there. I said, but I don't identify. I just don't identify for whatever reason is. I like, I understand that there are a lot of things that we have similarities in. And I said, I just didn't never felt like a, I see myself here. I guess I would say it that way. And that has to do with because my dad's side is primarily from Mexico. You know, they're well, your phrases. <laughs> so where are your grandparents from? Uh, Texas. Well, where are they from? <laughs> Texas. Right. Anyways, my fa- my fa- my family's from Corpus Christi, Texas. My dad's side. Sure. My mom's side's from up north, Roseville, and you know the Northern California. But my mom's side, their her great her grandparents were from Spain. So when we went to Spain, I told her I said it was. Un, it was surreal to see people that looked just like me. <laughs> I said, I saw people on the street and they looked like my grandparents. Saw people on the street and they looked like just like my grandma. I said, I saw that lady and said, man, that looks like my grandma. I said, I have never felt that in any other place I've been to. I said, but it was so weird to see myself. Sure. You know, to see the eyes, to see the, the noses, yeah. to see the, the hair <laughs> that is identical to me. I said, that was unreal. Mm-hmm. I said, I, d- I didn't get that in Mexico. And not that I don't have, you know, blood and, and genes from there. I, I like I, I love that part of it. Yeah. I said, but I just couldn't see it, you know, and yeah. I embrace every bit of my Mexican heritage. Sure. I love it. I love my history. I love my 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 culture of what what it is to be me you know right and i i'm i'm there and i'm hanging out with the best of the guys and you know we're we're, we're just chopping it up because that's the culture right you know i probably identify more with the mexican culture than i do with the spanish culture right, but right, just right. to visually see that sure so right. it's just like so if somebody was to post a picture of 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 a span spanish person and say this is the enemy this is the person that's hurting us right I would identify with that picture oh, yeah. and say, is that me? Right. Is that me you're talking about? Sure. Is that me that you have such an anger towards? And it's so to the point where you want to give them a look or poke fun at their culture. Right. Or my culture, you know, when, you know, like they're, you know, they're saying, all Mexicans are criminals or cholos and no, we're not all that, right. you know? 
um, we we have been to um, art art you know events and stuff like that, and we we go down to Alvera Street in LA, and um, we spend a lot of t- our summers there because it's it's a big thing. They have a museum that really pushes on the Mexican American culture yeah, and things like that. And I told Selena, I said, you know, when we found, we just stumbled upon it. We were just walking <laughs> down there and we saw it was free. We walked in and we, yeah. we fell in love with it. Um, if you guys have ever been there, it's called La Plaza, the, the, yeah. the cultural, yeah. it, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but I know real quick. Uh-huh. The, they had the best taquitos. They d- yes, downtown. Yes, that, <laughs> that is. Yeah, we were gonna get to little, little plug. Yeah, Salindo, Cielo Lindo, or, or something like that. Anyways, <clears throat> it's right down there. They're cheap too. Um, but like going there, and I told Selena, I said, you know, I really want to know more. I want to yeah. know more about what we had to go through as a culture. Right. And so that way, I have. It's like in a way I'm juggling three cultures. Yeah. I'm juggling my Mexican American heritage. Right. I'm juggling my Christian yeah, that's true heritage, yeah. you know, culture. And I'm juggling my American culture. And I'm having to balance all three of those. And not including the quarter of this and quarter of that you know but like just the ones that i know that i i hold the most sure of and i'm trying to balance it all and you know there's no wrong part about that i said you know at the end of the day i am a follower of christ right and that trumps everything yes you know but i am still proud to be of mexican descent yeah and know that my family was here in california (laughs) before it was ever california (laughs) right you know before texas was ever texas it was mexico and and we have these things that we have passed down you know the 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 uh the mocajetes (laughs) you know um (laughs) this is such a tangent story (laughs) right here but selena the first christmas we ever had together she almost made me cry um we were unwrapping gifts and I had mentioned months ago about how we saw this mocajete. And if you never heard of a mocajete, it's like a mortar. Yeah, we have. Um, it's a, it's a lava stone mortar. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I saw it and I said, Oh, I was like, I've always wanted one of these. And I told her, I said, I remember this because this is what my grandma had in her house and she would make her salsa with this. Right. And she would just take the tomatoes, the, the chilies, and grind them in this lava stone thing. It's primitive. <laughs> you know, but that's what I remember. Yeah. And I just told her a whole story about it. And I was like, you know, one of these days, I said, I just want that. And she got me it for Christmas. And, you know, and she's like, I remember you talking about how special it was to your grandma. Oh, wow. And how you saw it in her house and how you wanted that for your house. And she's like, so I bought you one. And I was like, I just about cried. Oh, wow. Like first year of Christmas at her house. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe you got me this mocha hit <laughs> You know, but like, you know, those things that are dear to us. Yeah. Right. They're right. not wrong. Right. No, not, not at all. And I think that, you know, that was just a super ranting thing that had nothing to do with the topic. I guess but yeah, way. but that's a good point though. I mean, that's that's something that it's deep. It, it 
it's something that ties to your heritage that has definitely put a it's part of your foundation that you remember it's something that reminds you of who you are so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's important yeah and then also it's all three of those different cultures is what makes you unique mm -hmm. right um god made us unique in every way yeah. so why not all our different life experiences are all the different cultures why not mm -hmm. throw that in there as well yeah. and that's what gives us that perspective and that point of view mm -hmm. i mean yeah we might have different point of views and we might have but it's at this and it's like from going back to like hey the china flu and what whatnot right mm -hmm. a yes they're the that point of view is completely different from mine yeah but it's whom you know and that might like completely not drive completely just disconnect with me right but mm -hmm. it's also too like you're gonna face differing point, point of views anywhere you go yeah i mean no it shouldn't be where you're gonna be like losing your love for your brother or sister in christ because of that view and that's where that you know like i'm not sure where i want to how i want to finish this thought but mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. It's just like let's just at the going to back to your point. At the end of the day, we're Christians or Apostolic Pentecostals, and we need to be able to be there and support our brothers and our sisters, mm -hmm. even though like we might have different views. Yeah, and and at times our uh, our cultures or our race, you know, like our ethnic backgrounds can steer either our <laughs> walking Christ the wrong way or the right way. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and we have to, that's where that, you know, God, Jesus talking about checking your flesh. Mm -hmm. That's where that comes into play because I could be very machismo, machismo and, you know, say, nah, 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 nobody's telling me what I'm doing, you right. know, like, or I can say, no, I need to be submissive. Right. You know, be submissive to my man of God, be submissive to the word of God. And, you know, or even a cultural thing of even like I'm the head of household because my culture says I am or say, no, I'm valuing my wife or I'm valuing my husband to the point where I'm submissive to them and I'm, you know, following the guidance. Right. You know, and you're also saying, well, my wife has a voice, too, because she's virtuous and and I want her to be on my side and I want her to be right there with me and not her be behind me, you know? Yeah. And we're allowing God to almost weave his way through our experiences and our cultures and saying we can have it all. You know? Definitely. And that's what, that, that's what bind us, right? Like that's how we are binded through the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Why not let it bind, like let it, it should be able to weave through culture, weave through different social economic backgrounds, through mm -hmm. different beliefs, through different opinions in order to bind us together in one body. Yeah. Right. It should. But if we're not, to your point, if we're not letting it flow through us and we're letting the world and we're flesh talk to us too much and then pull us back, then we're stopping that. We're stopping that ebb and that flow mm -hmm. where it's going to end. But we're also challenging the growth of the church at the yeah. end of it because yeah like if someone knows if someone knows that hey you go to hope center 
but then they're checking they're like okay let me check it out or you know go to hope center instagram and then check out like oh who's following it or who they're following and then Mm -hmm. go people do this all the time right i mean um that was a hard part for me when i got into the churches i didn't see anybody that i related to right you know i grew up in a all mexican church and i i came here and i saw i saw white people i saw one chinese man (laughs) and and i was you know but to say our chinese ministry is growing strong (laughs) thank you because they're helen and renee are on the prowl to double our chinese ministry (laughs) but you know but that's hard you know and people are seeing inside your church from the outside right and saying is this a place where i'm welcomed exactly and so um, um, if you right and then going back to instagram right and then you're they're seeing like these posts or that post or this post they're like well how is that going to welcome me Mm -hmm. into this into this building right i mean anybody i remember the first time that we walked into it was like we're coming home Yeah. yeah And then so if, if we can't provide that experience for everybody else that follows us, then we, right. we haven't done our job. Right. Yeah. You're doing them an injustice. Correct. Because of your flesh. Correct. Right. And you wanted to post something that you were so strongly about, strong, you know, you're, you were so strong, strongly, strongly opinionated. Opinionated. Yeah, thank you. About that. And you let that opinion keep somebody from coming in. Right. Or even like say that hey I don't feel welcome here and someone stops stops coming because of that right that yeah. they they get so like they get so or not afraid but they're just like they don't it's not a safe haven for them anymore yeah and it's it's like because you're because our flesh wanted to wanted or wanted this and now we're we're risking someone else's salvation yeah or definitely. I feel like, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially now with the with the political temperature, um, a lot of people do get caught up in that political temperature. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times politics become, you know, they take over our thoughts at times. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all of us, but, you know, it's something that's definitely an influence that's out there. Um, Like Brandon said, the digital tongue is out there. So. Um, sometimes people just get caught up and there's so much out there right now. There's so much information, so much misinformation mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if you let yourself get caught up, it can influence you and it can influence your point of view. Now, that might not be, you know, where you stand, you know, all the way, but something at some point has influenced uh, some people to feel that you know it's okay and i feel like the more things get put out there mm-hmm. the more times people are saying different things and the voice of the world um is is like emulating out the more we hear it and the more we're paying attention to that the more callous we become to it and sometimes we forget that we're not listening to the voice of god sometimes we're listening more to the voice of the world and we're so interested in all this information and we get caught mm-hmm. up in this whole political spectrum and uh it, we hear it so much that we forget and mm-hmm. we become numb to the fact that some of these opinions can affect everybody, everybody else around us because we're not being spiritually sensitive or sensitive to the topics at hand and how they can affect people and how it can affect mm-hmm. who we are and what, what we're trying to represent. So yeah. we got to be very careful about what we decide to post. And I think that goes back to 
that stance of I'm juggling three different things. Sure. You know, you could be a Republican, you could be a, de- a Democrat, whatever it is you choose to be. But at the end of the day, I am a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. I am apostolic. Yes. Right. And that is the saving grace. Right. Yes. You know, there is color in this church. And thank God that this color is here. Right. But at the end of the day, we are all covered in his blood. Amen. That's right. And that is the uniting factor of this hodgepodge of the church. Right. Right. And that I know that I can go to you and experience something that I've never experienced through your culture. And you can go to this person, experience this. And this has just been tools that we are adding to our tool belts because you never know when you're going to meet that person that right. happens to right. be from Taiwan. Sure. And I say, I have a friend that is just like, you know, they're yeah. from Taiwan too. To say just like you, that's <laughs> probably not the right way to say it. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like they are from the same place as sure. you. And uh, you know what? You should come to my church right. because yeah, I have a friend that's from Taiwan. And I think you would just love them. There you go. And if you don't, then guess what? You can love me and we can just be <laughs> friends. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. But like, you know, but that's just like the beauty of it is just being able to have all these experiences and like, I can talk to somebody that's from the South now and say, hey, I had Gator, you know, because I experienced that culture. Right. I would right. have never in a thousand years thought I would eat alligator, but I went to <laughs> Louisiana and I had alligator, you know. <laughs> yeah. And those experiences, like at the end of the day, like we're, um, we're here to save, we're the church is here to save souls, right? right. And then uh, those cultures, those different experiences, those, you know, going to go have like, jazz can have shabu shabu right like mm-hmm. or um in taiwan it's called hot pot but anyways yeah. um but those will help you connect and help you a- be able to find that connection point to the next person that you might encounter to your point mm-hmm. right but then yeah you can be welcoming you can be like <coughs> oh you know we're this is such a great church and then you they you connect on instagram together and they're then they're seeing like whoa like Am I, do I want to be part of this church because of, like, it's contradictory. Right. Is yeah. that what they're yeah. all about? And then we get tied in together. Like, is that what that church is all about? Because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's the one person that almost, I want to pray and believe that they're unknowingly doing that. Sure. That's what I'm praying that it really is. It may not, but I'm going to have faith. Yeah. <laughs> because that comes down to my character is saying, I'm going to have faith that they're just maybe not quite understanding what they're saying. Yeah. And that comes down to you as saying, am I going to let this divide me? Right. Am I going to let this divide our church? Right. And you have made a choice to say no. Right. That you're still showing up on Sunday morning, despite of what your brother or sister has posted that day. Right. Right. And this is at the end of the day, this is our home. Mm-hmm. This is our spiritual home, and we love it here, mm-hmm. right? Because it's been s- super welcoming, and, you know, friends who like ramen are always down my butt. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, and this is where I was baptized. That's right, amen. Mm-hmm. This is where I got my ho- the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Yeah. So... And this is where you come to worship. Yeah, this exactly. This is where your freedom is. Yes. Exactly. You know? Sanctuary. And I just think that 
everybody that's listening to this right now is just hopefully you took this conversation from just three friends sharing their experiences sharing their 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 thoughts on current situations and i guess i would say this take a page from our book and go eat right right <laughs> it is we joke about this a lot because we talk about food all the time on this podcast and just in general <laughs> but maybe there is there is a biblical principle behind fellowship and maybe you need to take the step and go eat with somebody yeah mm-hmm. go eat with somebody that you don't know yeah go eat somebody that is completely different with you and you want to just you, you pick the place maybe a bad place but just <laughs> you'll live with it you know if you want to experience hot like hot pot and shabu shabu <laughs> let me know i'll be more than down yeah. <laughs> yeah you know but that is how we are gathering together this is how we are getting to know each other and it has been the numerous meals we have all had together the four of us right, right. five of us if you include Allie, that goes <laughs> with us. you know seven but, of us you know <laughs> but we have we have yeah we have had multiple meals and we yeah. learned so much about each other right you know we learned about the the legacy of your brother through dinners mm-hmm. through meals we learned about how you got into church we learned about we learned about how we got into church you learned about the things that we have had to go through right all over a meal right that's true and it's that food and that fellowship that has united us and now it's like we know who to call right definitely yeah and there's yeah. something super healing about a good meal and a good and good fellowship mm-hmm. oh yeah that no words or can put be put on that like the connections made there yeah mm-hmm. there's definitely no words yeah it's a bonding experience for sure no there's definitely something to it that says mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's a bonding experience where you can come together and really just get to know people and really understand them mm-hmm. it's something about the whole experience that makes it like uh it's it's very personal yeah well thank you guys for joining and Anytime. I think this is probably one of the longest podcast episodes we've done, and <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Did you see what our normal conversation? We probably could have kept going. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we could have. We'll, we'll spare everybody the life stories. <laughs> but um, we'll do it hopefully, you guys have been able to kind of embrace yourselves into what it's like with us, and I pray that you guys are going to gain friendships like this that are different in every step of the way, and and diverse and you know that you're going to be able to experience something that you don't typically experience and it's out of your comfort zone and it's out of your norm and it's just something that you're going to gain and with that you're going to gain friendships and you're going to gain spiritual relationships with people and so thank you guys for joining me and opening your hearts up and expressing Mm -hmm. some even difficult stuff but (laughs) i really appreciate it love you guys of course yeah thank you for having us and i think that you guys are the greatest and not just saying that because we're on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and um we'll get some food soon once everything opens up right ramen yes (laughs) they are to go right now but (laughs) we can sit out in the parking lot and eat our ramen that's right (laughs) Yes. (laughs) all right brother we love you yeah we love you brother thank you thank you for considering us hey my pleasure to have you guys here and thank you guys for joining thank you guys for listening um and remember to take just take some time and think about this And remember, folks, stay kingdom-minded.